we come together and we're so thankful that we can open the doors here. Yeah. You know, we were wondering, we were praying that we were wondering, oh, we're going to even open up this month. But God is faithful again. Oh, yeah. you know? And so we just praise God and thank the Lord for this opportunity to worship the Lord together. You know, the Bible says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Right? Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as some do. But so much more as you see the day approaching. The Lord is coming back. He's coming back. Amen. And we're here today. Praise the Lord that we can worship God and, and, and rejoice in His love. So we're going we're gonna to open up in a word of prayer and we're going to sing and bless His holy name. Amen. For me, He alone is worthy. He's given us freedom. Freedom in the Spirit. Freedom. And there's greater freedom coming. I know that. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you today. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for this time. Father, as we humbly come before you, we thank you, Lord, that you're on the throne. You're the sovereign God, creator of all things. You made everything, Lord. You knew us before we were born. You knew us and you formed us in our mother's womb. We thank you, God, for life. We thank you, Lord, for the abundance of your love and just your grace and power, Lord God, and giving us this beautiful place to live. We thank you, Father, for peace, most of all, for peace in Jesus Christ. Peace with you, peace with each other, a peace that passes all understanding, that keeps us secure in your love. Thank you, Lord, for this day, and we just want to offer up today the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. For Jesus did it all, Lord. You did it all. We give you all the glory today as you lift up your name. So we're going to sing that song, song. Lord, I lift up, lift your name on high. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, you can sing, you can sing, you can, you can dance. Hallelujah. Yeah, raise
Worthy is the Lamb who was saved. 
Father, as we come before you in worship, we think about the blood that was shed for us, that Jesus gave his life, the ultimate sacrifice, the innocent for the guilty. Lord, all of us were guilty before you. We had no way out. We could not pay our, our debt that we owe. Only you can pay it, Lord Jesus. And we believe in you and trust in you. And we lean on you. But you paid it all. It is finished. You paid it all, Lord. Jesus paid it all at the cross. And I declare today and every day that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. That he paid it all for me and I just trust and believe. Lord, you said the just shall live by faith. And we live by faith in you, Lord God. In Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except by you. You said that, Lord. No man comes to the Father God except by you. You are the way. The only way. And I humbly, humbly, Lord God, thank you much for life and freedom in you. Thank you, Jesus, for everyone here this morning. And we come to worship you. We come to bow down before you. We come to acknowledge you. Thank you for your mercy and grace upon each one of us, keeping us safe through the midst of this pandemic, through the midst of all the viruses, all the possible accidents, all the things, all the evil things that, Lord, have come that are around us, but you keep us safe in your loving arms. You protect us in the shadow of your wings. Thank you, Lord God, for your divine help and protection. You know, I think about Psalms 91, the Lord said, He dwells in the secret place of the Most High. And abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You know, God has called us to dwell in Christ. Christ is our refuge. Christ is our dwelling place. In Him we are safe and secure and complete. He says, He goes on in that word that His faithfulness is a shield and an armor to protect us. He says, no evil shall befall us, nor any plague come near our dwelling. God wants us to have faith in Him. Amen, church? God wants us to believe Him and trust in Him with all of our hearts. Don't lean on our own understanding, but trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Believe His Word as supreme. The truth, God's Word is truth. And Lord, this morning as we come before Your throne, we're going to sing this song, You Are God Alone. I just want to encourage everyone to just bow. We bow before Him as a sovereign God. You're not a God created by human hands. You're not a God
by hearing his word. So this morning, the title of my message, message is, It is for freedom Christ set us free. It is for freedom Christ set us free. It says, uh, keep, Therefore keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. The question is, what is freedom? What is freedom? And here's the answer. I looked it up, okay? Definition, right? We all have our idea of freedom, what it means to us. But this is what I got from the uh, Google, whatever, Wikipedia, right? Or how they, they got it from the, one of the dictionaries. It says, freedom is the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants to, without hindrance or restraint. The power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants, without hindrance or restraint. It's also the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. How many want freedom, right? You know, here in America, we, we have enjoyed a freedom that many countries don't have. When you think about uh, China and different places, North Korea, where you know, rulers, communism, dictatorships. The people are in bondage. They can't do, they can't act, they can't think the way they want to. There's, it's called oppression. It's called oppression. You know, today, well, tomorrow is Memorial Day. And, you know, Memorial Day is an American holiday. It first started in 1865 or 66, after the Civil War. And you know, the main cause of the Civil War, right, was slavery. If you read your history. Because of slavery, there was a civil war between the North and the South, right? And many lives were lost. Many lives, many soldiers gave their life in a supreme sacrifice for the cause. Both sides believed what they believed, right? But you know, memorial, the memorial observance first began about a month later after the Civil War. Guess who started it? According to tradition and, and earliest accounts, freed slaves, freed slaves Remember the price that was paid for them. People that didn't even know them gave their lives for the cause of freedom. They gave up everything and they ran to the battle because there was an oppressed people. And God heard the cry of those people. And throughout history, God hears the cry of oppressed people, those who are slaves in bondage. Today, as we recognize and remember, and tomorrow is the official day, but we think about those who gave their lives for the cause of freedom. For the freedom that we have enjoyed here. Amen? 
America. You know, America is known all over the world as a place that exemplifies freedom. When people think of America in the past, it was because of freedom. That's why there's so many people that want to come and become citizens of America, because of the freedom. I know we're not perfect. I know the freedom's not perfect. There is no perfect freedom except in Jesus Christ. And I'm not here to, to magnify man. I'm here to magnify the Lord this morning and what he did for us. And it all goes back to the, the supreme example of what Jesus Christ did for us. Amen? He's the one. God sent his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know, I want to read from John chapter 8, verse 31. It says, if you abide in my word, this is Jesus speaking, then you are truly disciples of mine. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. If you abide in my word, Jesus is saying, abide. Amen? Abide. When we abide in the word of God, we're going to know the truth. And it proves that we're his disciples. We're his students. We're his followers when we abide in his word. And verse 33, it says, They answered him. This is the people, the Jews that Jesus was speaking to. We are Abraham's descendants and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? And Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. You want to know the big problem of life today? It's always been this way since the fall of man, is sin. Sin which leads to death. Sin, transgression of God's law. Man was born in sin, right? After Adam and Eve sinned, they rebelled against God. They died spiritually. They were cut off from the life of God. Sin took over. Their nature was corrupted. It became a sinful nature. God says, all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory and standards. Right? God is absolutely perfect. In heaven, there is no sin. Down on the earth, there is sin. There is rebellion. We're, we're in a world. But God, in His love and in His mercy, came to free us, right? Through His Son, Jesus Christ. He gave His Son. Jesus was obedient to the point of death. He gave his life. Nobody took it from him. Nobody could take it from him. He gave his life. If he didn't give his life, he could have lived on the earth forever while everybody else was dying in sin. But he loved the world so much that he gave his son. God the Father gave his son. You've got to get that clear. And then because why? Because he loves the people. He loves the world so much. that he sent Jesus to die for us. He says, um, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. Verse 35 says, a slave does not remain in the house forever, the son does remain forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Freedom. God sent Jesus in our place took our punishment that was due us, right? He paid it all. He paid it all. He paid the debt we could not pay. And that's why we're here this morning, right? We believe that. And God said that's what is required. Our faith to believe, believe what God has already accomplished. Jesus said it is finished. His salvation is complete and it's in, we enter in by faith. Right? Through, through God's grace, through God's power. Grace is what God gives us. The power that we could not, that He does what we could not do. And He gives us the power and ability to walk with God because in our own self and our own strength we could not do it. And how does He do that? He does that by His Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit. It says in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17, it said, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is liberty. Freedom. Freedom from what? 
Freedom from sin. What, what, what does sin cost? Stress. All those things, right? Stress, fears, anxieties, worries, hatred, all the corruption, evil. It contaminates to you. Yes. Second Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Romans 8, verse 12, it says, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. This morning, if you've received the Spirit, because it says, Those who have repented and put their faith in Jesus Christ shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We need to receive the gift. He's a gift. He's a person. It's not just a power. He is a person. Amen? He's God. And when we humble ourselves, God gives grace. He gives power to the humble, to the weak. God has chosen this way. He resists the proud. He's against the pride of man. He will humble man, the Bible talks about. There are seven things God hates. One of them is pride. The, the, the pride that says, I can do it myself. I don't need God. But I tell you, every, everyone... One day, it's going to face death. Death, right? Death is the greatest fear of mankind. That's why many people don't want to talk about fear, uh, the fear of death. Don't want to talk about it. Don't want to face it. But I, I want you to know, the Lord conquered death for us so that we would not have to fear death. We would not have to fear death. But it's all through the Spirit. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, as I said, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God's Spirit is a, God, a spirit of love. Amen? Love has conquered. Has conquered death. There's three things that are going to remain. Faith, love, uh, hope, and love. And the greatest is love. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest is love. In Romans 8, 12, it says, I, I read that, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. In verse 15 of that same uh, chapter, it says, for you have not received the spirit of slavery again, leading to fear. You have not received the uh, spirit of slavery that leads to fear. Again. Through all this, what we're going through, there's many voices Fearful voices, right? Fear, worries, and, I, and rightly so. For those who are worried about the economy, worried about getting uh, touched by this coronavirus. You know, faith is a choice. Believing is a choice. Depending on what you hear and, and set your focus on is what you're going to believe in your heart. What do you want to believe this morning? What do you want to believe? You want to believe God and His Word? If you have His Word, faith comes by hearing that Word. How about His promises that says, if you abide in Him and His Word abides in you, you can ask what you wish, will, and it shall be done for you. God has promised protection. He said, no evil shall befall you, no evil plague come near your dwelling. And of course, we take the precautions, but not out of fear, of catching it, but out of respect of our government and our leaders. God said he put government in place. All government comes from God to bring uh, order. God is a God of order, not confusion, not chaos. So in respect and honor and uh, wisdom, we practice what the government has instructed. And yes, government is not perfect. And you see what's going on in the mainland and places where people are very upset and they're starting to protest, they're starting to rise up and they're starting to rebel against what the government has uh, said about this situation. You know, there's a right way and there's a wrong way. And the Bible says the anger of man does not work the righteousness of God. There is a right way to do things and there is a wrong way. 
And I've seen it on the news where there was some, you know, refusing to wear their mask in the store, right? Where it says you can't come in unless you wear your mask. And in anger, anger, right? Driving and rising up. The person, I see this one, he's swearing and everything else. I'm telling you, that's not going to do any good for solving this problem because it's a spiritual problem. It's a spiritual problem. It's a spiritual war that we're in and we're called to a battle that is only won by the weapons of the Spirit. The weapons of our warfare as believers is not of this world, of the flesh, but it's by God's Spirit that we win the battle. We don't conquer COVID-19 by protests in the flesh, we conquer and overcome and destroy the works of the enemy by the power of the Spirit. Because God has promised us power and authority over all the works of the devil. Amen. You know, it's through sin that all this pestilence and diseases and all this came into, these are all symptoms of death, right? It all came into the world because of man's rebellion. God did not make this for mankind. The op man opened the door to it. And the devil came in and took, took over. The evil spirits. But praise be to God, Jesus destroyed the work and the power of the devil. Did you know the power of the devil was given to him by Adam over this world? That God first gave Adam dominion over this world and wanted him to multiply and flourish and take dominion over everything. But because of Adam's rebellion, he listened uh, to the lie of the devil, Adam and Eve. He turned over their authority to the devil. And ever since that, until Jesus came, the devil was ruling over mankind. We were without hope at one time. Mankind was without hope at one time. But even in the garden, right after Adam sinned and was confronted by God, God gave Adam and Eve a promise that he would send the seed of the woman, which is Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, right? Who would destroy the power of the devil over mankind. But, but it's only as we come in humility under the authority of Jesus Christ now. If you're not under the authority of Jesus Christ by faith in Him, you're still under the sway and power of the devil. We need to understand that. But Jesus, Jesus has made a perfect salvation. God has provided everything for us. But it comes through a true knowledge and understanding and abiding in His Word. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So how do we how do we be free? As I said, abide in His Word, remain in His Word, continue in His Word. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, how do we be free? He says, "Come to me, come to me." Jesus speaking, "Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart." and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So how do we stay free? Receive the freedom? How do we walk in the freedom? As that first scripture I, I spoke, it said, it is for freedom Christ set us free. Therefore keep standing firm, and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Through this Pandemic, don't allow fear, the yoke of fear to be on you. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, which I believe being in this in this house right now, if you have repented and received him, we receive his freedom that he won for us. And he doesn't want us to be subject again to a yoke of slavery, of, of fear. He says, take my yoke. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. What is his yoke? 
It's His Spirit, His teaching. Jesus had the Holy Spirit in His days of His flesh, right? The Holy Spirit came upon Him when He was baptized. And the Holy Spirit led Him from that day forward into the wilderness, first of all, and then into the work of the ministry. Jesus is inviting us and He's saying, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. How do we learn from Him? What we're doing right now? Hearing the Word of God, but also having our own time with the Word of God, asking God to reveal His way, His truths to us, and He will do it, He promised. And He says, Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And this is the word right here that really got me over the years. It says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, even as a Christian, I remember years ago struggling with this word because I was, I was going, it seemed like the yoke was heavy and the, and the was not easy, you know, and the burden was, I, I just didn't understand what he meant here. But I, res, I received the truth as I continue in the word of God, I received the truth that Yes, his yoke is easy. His teaching, his his uh, presence. You know, you think about a yoke when you when you're yoked. How is a, a animal yoked with a another animal? Like when they were plowing, right? They had the ox, and usually it was one to train a younger ox. They would hook them up and yoke them with a stronger, a mature ox, and that way. The younger ox didn't have such a burden. The heavy load was on the stronger ox. And just like us, as we get yoked to Jesus, he's carrying the heavy loads of this life. He's carrying, he said, come to me all who are heavy burdened and weary. Be yoked to Jesus and he will carry our burdens. He said, cast all your cares upon him for he cares for you, right? That's what the Bible says. He doesn't want us to be fearful. He doesn't want us to be anxious. He doesn't want us to be burdened down with stress, but he wants us to rely on him, be yoked to him, and that yoke of the spirit, being united to him, abiding in him, we're going to experience rest. He promised to give us rest for our souls. Remember in the beginning I said Jesus in the back of the boat sleeping in the midst of the storm, and the disciples wondering, Lord, don't you care? They didn't know the love of God. They didn't know that God loves us. And when you receive Christ and you, and you uh, submit to Him, His authority, He gives you His Holy Spirit, you become united to Him, and now the Bible talks about us being in Christ, in Him. God places us by His doing, He puts us into Christ. We're baptized into Him. So when you think about Jesus in the back of the boat in the midst of the storm, we can say that we're with him in the back of the boat in the midst of the storm. We can be resting in peace. Amen? Because the disciples in those days, they didn't have the Spirit of God in them yet. Jesus didn't go to the cross yet. It was not given yet. But we have the blessing of the Spirit that we can, and in the midst of the storms of life, we can enjoy the presence of Jesus in peace and rest. We don't have to get all excited. Amen? When the storm is raging on the outside and it starts affecting our soul and then the storm starts to rage in us, you know, that can happen if we, if we allow it, right? Because it takes faith in Him. We've got to have the Word of God in our mouth and in our heart. That's why Jesus said, a wise builder is one who hears my words. It's like a wise builder. Hears my words and does it. Takes it to heart. Makes it part of his life. And when the storms of life come, he's not going to be shaken. That person will not be shaken. That, word, that person will overcome. More than conquerors. More than conquerors. Finally, I'd like to read from Philippians chapter 2. I'm closing this. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, 
Jesus gives us the example. He said, as I read previously, he said, come to me. Learn, learn from me. Learn from me. Not just learn of me, but learn from me. He says in Philippians chapter 2, Apostle Paul writing to the Philippian church. He says, he tells them, have this attitude in yourselves which was also in Christ Jesus. Have this attitude in yourselves which was also in Christ Jesus, who although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God the thing to be grasped. But emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Right here is the example that we're to follow. Jesus said for us to follow Him. Amen? Follow Him. He's called us to follow Him. And, and, and 1 John says we are to walk just as He walked. We are to walk the same way. He says here, Jesus, although he existed in the form of God, he did not hold on to that as something that he had to fight and, and, and in himself and say, hey, don't you guys know I'm the son of God? No, God always, the Father always bore witness to the Son. God the Father was doing the works in Jesus. That's what Jesus said. God bore witness to who Jesus was. Jesus simply said who he was. But he did not try to um, demand his rights. Demand his rights. Think about that for a moment. Jesus did not demand his rights when he, when he came as a man. God, the word of God made manifest, became a man, it says here. And he came, and what did he do? He just served people. He humbled himself became a servant, right? And he just taught and served God. He, and he did what God showed him to do. He went around healing people, delivering people. And ultimately, he became obedient to the point of death. You know how we humble ourselves? You know how each of us, we're called to humble ourselves? By becoming obedient to the point of death. Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you must deny yourself. Deny self. Take up your cross and follow me. Where do you think he's, he says, take up your cross. Where do you think he's saying we got to go? Huh? For, all, for those who want to go deeper in the Lord, praise God for, you know, the grace of God, the salvation of God is a gift. We receive Christ by repentance and believing on him. God will save us. And we walk that out day by day. The just shall live by faith. But you know, as you walk with the Lord, you want to know Him better. You want to get to know God better. And this is the path. This is the way. It's humility by obedience. Do you know our faith is a faith of obedience? It's by obedience. Obedience to Him, to God, through His Word. Not man's Word, but God's Word. But in, in man's Word, when God has placed government over us, and he said, pray for our leaders. Pray for our government leaders, right? Pray for those in authority. It says in uh, 1 Timothy 2, it says, pray for them because by our prayers, that's our power, that's our authority. We're called to be a royal priesthood. We're the ones with the power and authority to change this world. Think about it. It is an awesome privilege. An awesome right that he has given to his church, to his people. It's a spiritual warfare, as I said earlier. And it's through following Jesus into humility as we follow him by becoming obedient to death, the death of the cross. We all have our own personal cross to carry. Some of us may not understand that. I'm still learning. But there is a cross for each of us. Jesus said, follow me, deny self, take up your cross. That's the, that's, this is the way. 
death to your old self-life. God has provided a new self-life. It's in Christ now. The old self-life, God, uh, in Ephesians it says, to put it off, and it, it, we put it off by changing our mind, our thinking. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds, right? We get renewed in the mind through the Word of God as we pray, as we seek the Lord, as we study His Word and meditate. Meditate on the Word of God. It will change us. God's Word will change us. It's a living Word. As we receive it into our heart and make it part of our life, that Word is alive and we are submitting by obedience to Him. We are submitting to Him and we die to the old and we come into the freedom a greater freedom than we've ever experienced. That when Paul wrote the book of Philippians, he was in prison. He was in a dark dungeon. And he was telling them, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. How could he say such a thing in a, in a situation like that? Full of joy, full of the strength of God, encouraging others. It's because he experienced the true freedom. It's an inner freedom. The freedom of the soul from the sin from the death. All who come to Jesus, Jesus said, you have, all who believe in Him, believe in who, and in Him who sent Jesus, also it says, you have passed from judgment into life. You have passed from death into life. We are reconnected to God through Jesus Christ, right? But it's in union with Him, in yoke, we've been yoked with Him. It's not separate from Him. Our faith must be a faith that's alive. Faith without works is dead, the Bible teaches us. Just like the body without the spirit is dead. Faith without works is dead. We have to have a living faith. An active faith that says, yes, Lord, I believe you. Every moment of the day, the just shall live by faith. And today is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. God says, now is the acceptable time. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, but right now. Every day is right now. We're walking by faith. Faith is now. Every day. There's a faith that brings rest. It's called the rest of faith. How do we enter that? By believing the promises of God. By ceasing from doing our own dead works and coming into that Believing what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. It is finished. It is complete. Now all we got to do is humble ourselves and ask the Lord, show us, Lord. Show us. Lead us by your Spirit and teach us your way and walk humbly with Him. Amen? Through humility, we become obedient. We get humble. We humble ourselves by becoming obedient. You want to, you, you ever pray for humility? I tell you, that's, that is a precious, that comes from heaven. That is a precious thing. Many people pray for, for patience, right? Patience. But I'm telling you, humility. Jesus said, I'm humble of heart. Jesus is the very example of humility. And he's called us to follow in his example. So this, today, salvation is today, right now. I'm going to close this message. God has provided a complete salvation for spirit, soul, and body. And according to your faith, be it unto you. That's what Jesus told people that came to him. According to your faith, what do you believe this morning? What kind of situation are you going through? What are you experiencing in your soul, right? Is there peace? Is there a rest in God? If not, God wants to bring you into that peace and rest in him. It's by our submission, by our obedience to Jesus Christ. And what is that? Believe him. Believe it, it's done. Believe it's finished. Because with the heart, man believes. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You believe Jesus is the Son of God, that he died on the cross and rose from the dead. You believe Jesus is alive? Amen. Then we just stand in that faith. And don't get, don't get into the bondage of fear. Don't allow the fear of the world, the spirit of the world, Get a hold of it. Resist it. Don't allow anger, impatience to rise up in you and cause you to, to lose it. Right? <laughs> but stay in the peace of God and prayer. 
You want to get angry? Get angry at the devil. Get angry at the enemy of your soul because he manipulates the world. He's still out there and, and manipulating and influencing people to do evil. You know what the evil going on in our government and the high, they call that the high places. There's wickedness in high places. We need to pray. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, not of the flesh, but mighty through God to the pulling down of these strongholds. You want to see the change come? We're, out of, we're no longer in bondage to these masks and all the regulations we're, we're having to follow because of safety concerns, right? Of course, if you were a doctor or a nurse working in, in, the, in New York City and you see what, what that, that, that virus is doing to people, you'd be fearful too, right? You see how easy it catches on to people? There's a natural fear. But I want us to understand this. God's word is supreme, if you believe. God's word is above it all. But that doesn't mean we tempt God by not taking precautions and just in ourselves to say, no, I got the right, I'm gonna. I got the right, I don't need to do this. You can go ahead and do that. You know, there's been people in even churches who had that attitude and died of the virus. It's no respect to a person. But in Jesus Christ, if you know your place in Him and you abide in Him and you stay yoked to Jesus, God has promises for us. And I'm not saying uh, anything else. That I'm not judging people, but I'm telling you, as far as me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And we're going to abide by the laws of the land. We're going to be good citizens and be a good example. And wear our masks and keep our distance and practice this until it's clear. And while we're in bondage to this, I'm going to be crying out to God. Yeah. We're having prayer here Tuesday morning, 10 a.m. for an hour. And Thursday night, Friday night, we're, we're going to be praying, interceding for our nation, interceding for us and the world to be free, to be free from this thing. Amen? Amen? It's a spiritual war. Behind it all, there's a spirit. So I'm just encouraging you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you. I thank you for the freedom that you have purchased for us. We were once slaves, but now, by faith in you, we are all sons and daughters of God. By faith in Jesus Christ and the finished work of the cross, through the blood of Jesus, we are free. And I declare that today. I declare everybody who hears my voice that the word of God is truth. That you, sovereign Lord, have provided freedom for each one of us, every person, everyone who believes in you. That by faith, receiving it, believing it, taking it to heart that you love me personally. You gave Jesus for me to free me from slavery. Each person has to come to that realization. And I pray that this morning that we all here and around these islands, around this world, that people will come and receive you personally as Lord and Savior Amen. and submit to your authority. We thank you today for healing. I pray healing for our bodies, for those who are sick and our families, those, Lord God, that we know and we church, we pray for them for healing, and we ask it in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. We thank you, Father. We know it's your will to heal by, by reading your word it says that you have sent your word to heal us and deliver us from destruction. You have provided it on the cross, and we thank you that by your stripes we are healed. We thank you, Father, for your grace upon us. 